Hey guys, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. I'm Coach Steve. And I'm Coach Nick. And we're going to be talking about everything fitness, health, and the challenge. Let's get on with the show. What's up guys, Coach Steve here. and Welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined with James Godfrey, the M Challenge Grand Champion from the October Challenge. James, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Mate, I'm excited. I'm excited to spend a little bit of time chatting about your experience with the October six-week challenge. But look, James, just a few weeks ago, you found out that not only did you come in the top 50, not only did you come in the top 10, not only did you place in the top three, you won the M challenge. How has the past couple of weeks been like for you? Oh, I mean, it was very exciting to actually hear the uh, kind of announcements over Facebook. You're kind of watching sort of the top 10. You think, okay, I'm in there. And then top three, all right, all right. And then... Uh... To get to actually to, uh, to be a winner was uh, kind of well very exciting. Um, I kind of couldn't believe it. You start texting people on the guard, uh, and then um, yeah, since then I guess I've I've shown up as an advert in in my own Facebook feed, which was quite which is quite interesting to have that kind of experience. Um, I guess people just kind of congratulating me and and just sort of I guess asking for advice, kind of curious about how you did it, and. Um, yeah, so just like general like sort of positive reactions from sort of friends and family and stuff has been great. That's amazing. And it must have been surreal, yeah. Uh, you know, when we were recording this, it's about middle January and we've started advertising for the next challenge. So you would have been seeing yourself pop up as a as an ad in your social media feed. So that would have been a bit of a surreal experience. <laughs> <It's pretty funny. laughs> yeah. Still scrolling through like, okay. Oh, it's right. like, oh I know that guy. Yeah. yeah who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, so good, James. Uh, but look, mate, do you want to start by giving us a little bit of an introduction about yourself, maybe telling us where you're from and, and what you do for work? Yeah. Um so I'm yeah, James. Um I'm from the UK originally. Uh, I've been living in Melbourne, Perth, in Australia for the last um, 11 years now. Um, I'm a clinical psychologist and I work in a hospital um, inpatient mental health unit. Um, yeah, and I'm 47 years old. Uh, enjoy my training. And uh, yeah, I was uh, just loving the chance to, to uh, get back into it with the Maxi Challenge or, or the M Challenge, as it's called now. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. And was this the first challenge that you've completed with us? It's not. No, I've done a few, actually. Uh, and that was kind of the reason. Um, I guess I knew I needed a bit of a sharpener. And I knew that previously it had worked. I've always found it really helpful to kind of have that extra layer of focus. Um, I've been pleased with the results in the past. Uh, and I think I've, I think I've built on it each each time. So I think I kind of use the challenge as, as a really sort of focused training tool. Uh, and then I kind of maintain for a while. And then I sort of, sometimes life happens and you don't go so well and you kind of need a bit of a sharpener. Um, so I was kind of at a point where I felt like I needed a bit, I needed a bit of a reset, I needed a sharpener. Um, and this came along, I thought six weeks was, was, was perfect for me because I think I was building on, on top of what I'd already done previously. So I thought that, uh, yeah, this was, the, this was a perfect opportunity. That's amazing. And I guess you've taken my, my first question from me, which is, you know, why did you join the challenge? But it sounds like you use the challenge as a tool, you know, use the, use the word sharpener, which I really like. I might steal that from you here, James. Um, <laughs> but, you know, something to work towards, because that's a common story we hear in the challenge podcast across our challenge communities where, you know, individuals are passionate about fitness and health. They go to the gym and they, you know, eat well and they do the fitness thing and they're, you know, chugging along, but they may not have like a you know, a, a competition, a goal, a, a date, a, a, an event to work towards. Um, and using something like a challenge might be enough to kind of go, hey, six weeks, I can do this and bang, you know, on, on track and then 
kind of yeah. got that little bit of a, a, a kick and then now you get to maintain it for a little bit longer. Is, is that similar to your story? Yeah, pretty much. I said I've, um, I think the key for me has been trying to maintain after the challenge. I think it's, um, I'm not a big fan of the, of the kind of all or nothing. I like to be able to sort of do something. And I think in, in that maintaining, I think, I think your body can almost, this isn't scientific, but uh, I think your body can almost reset in terms of this is how my body is now. Like I think if you can, can keep that level of um, weight or body fat or whatever it is um, for, a certain, for a certain level of time, um, that becomes the new you. And then I think if, if you kind of do a big transformation and then just go back into old habits and you lose it again, I think it can go away very, very quickly. But I think if you can sustain for a little while, that can be the new you. Um, but I think this time around, I've had a few difficulties, I think, professionally, I think, personally, um, a few injuries, mainly, that had really kind of sapped. Uh, I've always been, been happy training, but I think I'd, I'd hit a point where I was in quite a lot of pain. I couldn't do the things I used to be able to do. And I'd lost a little bit of uh, direction. I'd lost a little bit of uh, my, my sort of physique. And I was just thinking, um, but I knew, I thought, I think I can get it back. I think with, with the six weeks, boom, I think I should be okay. So that was kind of the motivation at, at that point. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about that experience? So, you know, you, you're first describing that you may have experiencing an injury, a little bit of pain, a little bit of discomfort while you're training, maybe outside of training during life. Like, what do you think might have caused those those things? Can you speak a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, um, I've got a. I, I guess I get um, I get psoriasis, and I've been told I have like I have like psoriatic arthritis. So I have a few issues around my my major joints, so my knees and my shoulders. Um, and I've been having some kind of impingement in my shoulder, which has been the biggest limitation recently. So I just um, I was still trying to train, but I was just in pain, and I was just trying to do what I used to be able to do, um, and for me, part of the training process is also you kind of enjoy it. So you're in the gym and you're kind of getting that release and it's all great, but trying to train through and I just, it was just very, very painful. And I was kind of being a bit down that I couldn't do the weights I used to be able to do. I couldn't do the exercises I used to be able to do. Um, so I started kind of just thinking, well, sort of what's the point? Maybe I'm just too old for this. I'm too broken. You know, I'm just kind of uh, got a little bit of that kind of negative mentality. Um, so I think what helped for me was to be able to look at the training program that you're offering uh and actually i was surprised like to me i was doing um uh, the m advance i think it was called and uh, actually that was probably um probably less than i would have, have done previously in terms of volume in terms of exercises and i thought okay well if i'll do that and i, I tweaked a couple of things i that meant i could still do something with my shoulder um, but i just followed that program and I was surprised that actually, well, you can get results with something that actually I didn't sort of think was quite quite enough to be able to kind of give me that change. Um, but to have that refocus, but don't worry about what you used to have to do. Don't worry about kind of chucking, you know, doing these Bama sessions. Just this is the program. Follow that program. And all right, <laughs> it works. Uh, so that's, what, I guess, what I was sort of um, really pleasantly surprised with. Um, uh, and I meant I could train without pain. And I guess it was, it kind of renewed my sort of my enjoyment of the process, which is probably the biggest thing. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And especially when you kind of look at your total volume, you know, use the number X as total volume, maybe you're training uh, six days a week, maybe you're doing a certain amount of sessions, maybe you're doing a certain amount of sets per muscle group, whatever it is. Um, you know, so that is kind of like this, this scaling number where you can see some really great results if you just reduce it slightly and then you may find that you can train your intensity a little bit more and th those types of variables. 
But when it comes down to pain and injuries, a lot of it is to do with volume, the total amount of work that we do. Um, and it's more than just work we do in the gym, it's work we do in life. It's the total stresses that we put on life. Um, so, you know, without going too diagnostic with yourself, but maybe at the same time of your flare up of psoriasis, maybe you had some um, personal stresses, some work-related stresses, some you know other things going on in your life um, that kind of led to this ache, pain, discomfort, and then you just kind of go into this negative spiral, right? Almost like you need to seek advice from yourself being a, a psychologist about what, what you could do to, to move out of that that area, right? Yeah, you get, you get caught up with it and you just kind of get like, I think it's focused on, on what you can't do. And uh, it sort of thinks, well, I can't do that. And so, well, there's still lots of things that you, that, that you, you, that, that you can do. Um, and there's no point focusing on what you could do 20 years ago or whatever else. Like, well, this is what I can do now. This is, and I can still train very effectively. Um, yeah, with what I thought was um, volume-wise in terms of, uh, you know, only doing, I guess, pretty much one exercise per, per body part. When, when previously I'd, yeah, you got to hit it from four angles, the chest and three <laughs> angles from the shoulders. And it's like, no, you can actually, if you do the basics well, um, that's very, very effective. Yeah. Well, look, talk to me about, let's say, the, the shoulder as an example. You know, you might have mentioned that pressing overhead was a little bit uncomfortable. Um, what did you do to change it? Like, did you just know that, okay, I can't press overhead, I'm going to do this motion instead? Or did you do some trial and error? Did you utilize the app? Did you go kind of go online and look at some, I don't know, YouTube videos? Like, what did you do to try to find uh, exercises or movements that you could do that weren't as painful while doing the challenge? Uh, well, pretty much all of the above. Like I use the um, uh, the chance program as a as a template, and and um, um, I just kind of just did a little bit of trial. Okay, I can do that. That hurts. That's a, so I used to love the military press. I used to love the kind of the the you know, barbell overhead press was my favorite exercises. And I just, I just couldn't do that anymore. Um, but I sort of found out. Okay, I can I can do the sort of the um, the kneading kind of landmine press with a reasonable. That wasn't too bad. I couldn't do sort of shoulder raises, but I could do a kind of a, more of like a wide grip sort of um, upright row. And I, just a few things I could sort of, okay, I can do that, that's okay. Um, and just just gradually tweaking. So I just felt like, you know, previously I had done all of them as part of a shoulder workout, but I thought, well, I can do those two without too much pain. Um, and a couple of chest exercises that I couldn't, I, I can't bench anymore, which is, I guess, every kind of gym go with depression. If, if you can't bench, what's the point? <laughs> but, um, but you can now, you know, I, I could do certain certain machines on certain planes. I thought, okay, I can do that. And actually, where previously I would have always um, maybe shunned machines for the, for the for wanting to do free weights, I, you can have a very effective um, you know, use of machines to help with that. So um, it was a little bit of just uh, eating a bit of humble pie. Okay, this is what you can't do anymore. This is, this is what you can do. But... If you train what you can do and you train hard with it, you can still, yeah, you can still see the results. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, totally agree. It's all, it's all about, it's, a, it's on a spectrum, right? You know, talking about machines, just bringing up that point, James, like I, when I was a much younger trainee, before I was really a coach, I used to make fun of some certain machines, in particular, like the Smith machine, right? I used to call it the tainted, right? It doesn't ever used to be anything. <laughs> and it was, I used to have a joke with my, my training buddy at the time where, if any of the plates, like the barbell plates, um, would go on the Smith machine, they were tainted plates too. You can't use those. So for deadlifting, you can't grab those plates. <laughs> so there's the dumb stuff I used to do when I was much, much younger. Um, but uh, you know, now being um, you know a little bit more in the in the know, uh, you know, machines 
with their additional stability um, uses, they can um, provide a really powerful stimulus. So if you are feeling you know, uncomfortable with a, with a dumbbell, with a barbell, um, you know, using a machine can ramp up the stability. And when we're more stable, we can create more power. When we create more power, we create more tension or force placed on our muscle, which leads to a greater stimulus for hypertrophy or muscle growth. So um, high stable activities um, are often used by like bodybuilder bros. You know, you see videos of Mr. Olympia and stuff training and they're on the machines and stuff like that. So that's why they tend to use those types of exercises because super stable, you know, they can really get a really strong contraction because they can only they only need to focus on one thing. You compare that to, let's say, like a military press, like you said, you've got to figure you, your body and your brain has to go, okay, how do I stand up and can coordinate my torso, my midsection to be able to press this weight overhead? But if you're sitting down nice and stable, you've got a machine and you just push, hey, your brain goes, hey, I can, I can just focus on my deltoids and push to the sky. Um, so that's my, my little 10 cents of advice maybe for yourself or anybody listening that if, if you're finding certain exercises like let's say a, a, a barbell bench press, you know, it's the, the king of the bro lifts, right? And the broette lifts, you know, the only, the only exercise you do on a Monday, right? So if you go to the gym on a Monday and you're not doing bench, what are you really doing, right? No, that's, that's just a joke. But, you know, if you feel intimidated or that exercise is painful and you think, well, crap, like what's the point of going to the gym if I can't do that exercise? It is perfectly acceptable and fine to do something like a Smith machine bench press, to do like a machine chest press, either seated or laying down. You know, there's a whole variety from a range of different brands. You may find that the one certain brand you know, twinges the shoulder. Oh, I don't like the hammer strength ones. And you go to the, the next one, and you're like, oh, the Nautilus ones. I really like those ones. Yeah, and you yeah, yeah. find the machine that's, you know, your machine. Um, and it takes a little bit of trial and error and maybe a little bit of know-how going, okay, I know that if my shoulder moves in this angle, it feels really good. But if it moves in this angle, this plane, not, not, not so great. Um, but look, you know, bring it back to you, James, it, it sounds like the shoulder was giving you a little bit of discomfort. Um, you know, any other parts of the body giving you a little bit of grief? It was mainly the shoulder. It's, it had been in the, uh, the knees historically, but they're kind of, I'm finding, um, certainly over summer, they're, uh, they're a lot better. So it was primarily the shoulder, um, that was kind of, uh, really limiting myself for like maybe six months before the challenge. Um, and then I guess just several other things that were happening, I guess, just in terms of, I guess, work stuff and personalized stuff it was kind of um, meant that I'd kind of just lost my way a little bit, both training wise, both nutrition wise and uh, nutrition wise. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was time to try and pull myself out of the funk. And but I did. I had that kind of optimism that I thought uh, I know I looked when I had a look when I did the photos, I thought I, I don't look great, but actually still in my kind of um, I was still tracking at a weight that wasn't too different from when I finished a challenge a couple of years ago. So in some ways, I hadn't, I hadn't really ballooned up too much. I was just, I just felt out of shape and out of, out of condition. And I felt like, um, I think if you've had it before, you can get it back quickly. And I just felt like, yeah, oh, I think six weeks was, uh, would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you've shown us that, right. Even with some limitations in your training, um, and probably starting in a pretty decent position. I'm sure there's many guys that would look at that and be like, oh, James, I would have liked to look at you. Look at how you were when you when you started the challenge. But you kind of took this like good physique and turned it into a really great physique, right? And which is just really challenging in its own right. You know, you said it's, it's maybe easy, but the work that you'd have to put in to make that change, 
can be quite hard. Um, and sure, you would have utilized some resources that you've learned in the past. You know, you've done multiple challenges, you've been training for a while, you know what intensity you need to train at, you may know um, how you need to diet, and we'll talk about nutrition in a moment. But you know, you were able to like stack all those skills together and actually complete the task when someone who might be brand new to the challenge might be like, oh, I'm, I'm still trying to get the first layer done. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm up to layer five. Like, okay, I'm, I can put all these pieces together and, mm. and, and execute it, which you've, which you've done in a really nice package. So big congratulations there. But look, James, I want to talk about nutrition now. Yeah. Um, you know, can you give us a little rundown about how you maybe approached your uh, food intake? Um, you know, were there any significant challenges or was it super breezy? Like, can you give us a little bit of an overview about your approach to your diet? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably the diet, I guess I'm, I, I've always loved my training, uh, but I've always loved my food as well. So I guess uh, I suppose the nutrition um, is what I do require the challenge to have that extra layer of motivation to do. So I think um what i've tried to just sort of i don't know cut calories and focus on leaning up just without any purpose just just for sake of it then i haven't really i just oh, I, I haven't kind of i have managed to kind of uh sustain that so i have kind of re relied on the challenge to, to really what i wanted uh to kind of lean up um my approach um i suppose uh I try and keep, well, uh, for me, I, I just try and keep my protein levels high. Um, that's been the main thing for me. Um, the biggest change I found, well, a few years ago was um, uh, eggs for breakfast and a protein shake mid-afternoon. Those are probably, probably the biggest things because I would, and so, so it means I'm getting some good protein in, you know, in the morning, lunchtime, mid-afternoon, dinner. So sort of four good hits of protein, you know, three, three with meals and one with a decent protein shake. Um, to have that kind of sustained um, intake over time, I think that's, and I've always tried to keep that, keep the protein levels high um, and look to then, uh, my techniques have really been to kind of, uh, I guess I've used it as I've, I've half the carbs and double the veg is my sort of, my easy way of doing it, I guess. So um, that's been my sort of uh, default way of doing it. Um, plus, I suppose, Cutting out the nighttime snacks has probably been the. Um, I'm pretty good in the day. Like I can, I can do sort of. I'm usually pretty busy in the daytime. I, I can do sort of breakfast, you know, breakfast, lunch, protein shake, dinner. Um, it's in that kind of witching hour between sort of uh, eight and ten p.m. where you sort of like, you sort of, uh, you kind of. So we tend to kind of indulge in a more of a sort of a like a sugary snack or something that you don't really need, but you just sort of your fancy out. So probably that's been my kind of um, target for me was cutting out of those sort of those kind of nighttime snacking behaviors was probably the sort of the biggest um, things I had the biggest um, effect on um, that. And I guess my my advice to myself and maybe to other people is just don't drink your calories. Um, Alcohol is the obvious one. You cut that out and you can really, you know, cut back on a huge amount of calories in, in weekly intake. But just things like what you, you know, healthy and inverted common things, you know, I used to have a massive orange juice in the morning. I used to have a big, you know, huge glass of milk at night. Look at that, that, that straight up like, you know, 300, 400 calories just from, just from a liquid intake that doesn't necessarily state you any, anymore, but actually it's really adding to your kind of overall calorie intake. So 
um, just little changes like that in terms of just you know being mindful of uh, the fluids that you uh, try and keep it sort of more sort of a you know water or green tea or some sort of stuff rather than it's kind of being more kind of more calorific sugary drink or even a fructose drink that can really kind of add to your overall calories um yeah, yeah. man i really love those those rules that you set for yourself like the the first one having like extra breakfast protein shake in the afternoon and that is uh you know did you did you research that yourself right because you are spot on with the um you know the nutritional recommendations for like weight training individuals which is a minimum of four boluses of protein a bolus meaning a serve of protein and that's what you've basically explained to me is that something you researched or is that something you just come together yourself uh send me research send me myself um i used to just be um for years i used to brush in the morning i just do a quick bowl of cereal and go and i was always like i just felt like i was always just tired i i, I just couldn't and and I, and I started having eggs and it can be a bit of a if you're not used to eating breakfast, that can be a bit of an adjustment to kind of, oh, okay, eat some eggs in the morning. Uh, but I found just the energy levels, mass, massive change in energy and a, and a big change in terms of my uh, development. Um, and now I almost, I'm a bit weird about it. If, if I don't have eggs, I'm like, oh, I've not had my eggs. <laughs> it, it almost like it's such a part of me now that I just, uh, I, I really kind of, see, I, I feel such an effect from it. And similarly, I think I used to have a protein shake I just after training, I'd have one, and just because that's when you thought that's when you're supposed to have it. You know, you you hear protein shake and weight training, not really knowing how it all works. You just have one by default. Um, but then I just began at, as more of a regular intake. Just this is it's not like a a magic bullet that's linked to training. It's just it's a serve of protein that's 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 convenient. Um, and if you have it regularly, it's just increasing your overall protein intake and have that regular kind of volatile protein. So. A little bit of like, I guess, trial and error, and a little bit of sort of misinformation maybe previously that I've just kind of learned over time. But I find that you know, if I have that mid-afternoon, it keeps me from like the the chocolate snacks you tend to get. Like that's sort of three p.m. People want to have a have a hit of chocolate. They want to have a hit of coffee. I find that a protein shake and a bit of fruit is much you know, it keeps me much um, much better fueled, and it's quite easy to do rather than you know, it's a two-minute exercise and work rather than have to prepare something. That's right. Yeah. And especially like protein powders are so tasty now, right? <laughs> Compared to what they I were that, you know, yeah. decades ago, where you can have like a chocolate protein shake and it's like you're getting your chocolate fix. And you're like, yeah, use that. Use that chocolate fix. You know, when you're maybe at, at work, you're, everybody's having the, the 3.30-itis of, of a, you know, a chocolate bar or a coffee hit or something like that. If you whip out the protein shake, that's a strong chocolate fix. Yeah, you're set, right? I reckon, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, but you know, as as they say, eggs in the morning is an excellent start to the day, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, look, I like your other two rules that you said, like um, not not drinking calories, really strong, powerful rule, and I think that um, you know it's a very quick way to uh, ramp up your caloric intake, which might be useful for some guys and girls out there who struggle to eat uh, enough calories in the day. Maybe their goal is to get busy, bigger, build muscle, or maybe they have some limitations in their food intake. So. You can utilize that tool and drink your calories, but if you're on the other end where you're trying to diet, ooh, good good luck making a significant change or reducing your calories if you are choosing to have lots of juices or smoothies and those types of things because they can add up really, really quickly, right? Um, the last thing I want to comment on was your idea of um, you know half the calories and add more vegetables, which is really awesome. I, I like that idea. Um, a little bit limiting because vegetables are mostly carbohydrate, so half the carbs for, for carbs, you know, it's limiting, but the idea that you're talking about, maybe like half the 
starchy carb, half the rice, half the pasta, that type of thing, and add more vegetables into your diet um, is a really significant change because, you know, vegetables are really low in calories and really high in fiber. So they're really satiating. Um, and, you know, just those small tweaks, let's say your three rules, like four, four servings of protein a day. So eggs for breakfast, protein shake in the afternoon, um, half the carbs and twice the veg, and then uh, don't drink your calories. If you stuck by those three rules, regardless of any other diet you chose to follow, regardless of what your calorie intake was, regardless if it was you know, keto or vegan or carnivore or whatever it was, if you just followed those three rules, you'll probably start losing weight, right? You'll probably start, you know, on, a, on, on the track for a really strong foundation to get some really, really great results. Um, and heck, I, I could probably steal that from you, James, and build a whole challenge around those three rules. Uh, I'll call it the, the, the three rule challenge. And I'm, I'm sure people would get into some really great shape. I'm stealing a lot from you today here. I'm stealing oh, um, hey, being sharp. I'm stealing your three rules. <laughs> Uh, but look, James, uh, just broadly speaking about challenges, you know, we spoke a little bit about training, a little bit about nutrition. Were there any other big significant challenges that you would feel comfortable talking about? Um, I mean, look, I guess uh, not a significant one, but I guess in terms of um, uh, if you are looking at trying to eat, I guess, um, back, I guess it's back to nutrition again, semi, but in terms of, I think it's good to have the, the food that's as least processed as possible. So you're kind of having that kind of, uh, you know, you, you're buying kind of whole ingredients and kind of preparing yourself. So I guess a challenge a little bit is in the is in the preparation, I think. So, so sometimes in terms of it, it requires that extra bit of cooking at night. It requires that extra minute in terms of like, you feel a bit high maintenance in the morning, right? Right, I'm doing my gym bag, my protein shaker, I'll get my, sort of my, my, my lunch prepared. And, and so it just, but it's not that much extra, but that extra sort of maybe 10 minutes a night, five minutes in the morning to have that kind of, um, to ensure that you are getting what it is you need. Um, I think just from, a, I guess, a personal level, I suppose, and I think just finding a level of balance for me is in terms of, um, you know, to me, uh, a lot of this, this is about, good mental health as, a, as well as good physical health. And I think sometimes for me, like living some mon um, monastic lifestyle where you're just, you know, I'm, I'm eating, you know, dried chicken breast and broccoli and I'm training this as it isn't, you know, that might work physically, but for me mentally that, that isn't gonna work. So um, I try and sort of follow more of a kind of 80, 20 sort of split where you're sort of like, you're on track and you're, and you're training well and you're eating well. Um, but you know, I'd like to go out on a, on a, on a date with my other half on a, on a Wednesday evening and go out for a nice meal. I'd like to be able to kind of go out for some burgers on a, on a Saturday afternoon, um, with, with her and her son and just have a good time and sort of, I, you know, I think you can, if you're pretty good eight at a time, you can have these little, uh, and it's not necessarily, I'm not a big fan of the whole sort of, I guess, cheap meal mentality we have that like you're you're kind of this monastic for almost all time and then you have this huge binge where you kind of like you just eat whatever you want i think well i kind of prefer a bit more of a sort of you you're you're pretty good eight at a time and then you're i guess you just have a few things that you fancy 20 at a time you know you don't have to kind of binge on it you but you know you fancy a bit of cake have a little bit of cake you know but don't have to be a huge slab i'm on a cheap meal you know so i think that's worked um that was actually weirdly the adjustment for me. And, I, and um, in my head, I was actually not as focused this time, but actually that worked. And actually having that kind of sustained kind of lifestyle shift, which 
And suddenly I haven't I haven't changed anything since finishing the challenge. I just carried on. So it's not like I I did this six weeks and, and thought, oh thank God for that, I can carry on back to my life. I sort of feel like, oh cool, well this has worked and it wasn't it actually you don't have to be miserable <laughs> to kind of change your physique. You can just sort of, yeah, you can have um, a, a bit more focus most of the time and have a little lap. Some, you know, and, and it's just sort of uh, more of a lifestyle shift. Yeah, I, I, I love that so much. And, you know, that kind of leads me on to that next point or question. You know, you mentioned about your goal now is a bit of maintenance, you know, to maintain what you've done. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about change. So, you know, if you were to jump in your little time ship, and go back to the start of the October challenge. Can you speak a little bit about how maybe your approach to you know training, nutrition, this whole fitness thing since doing this last challenge may have changed where to a point now, you know, you can feel a little bit more comfortable in maintaining it over time. Can you speak a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I, mean, look, I guess a few different things, I, I guess. Um, I think it's good to have. Uh, I think it's good to um, almost periodize your sort of training, so you kind of you're not just caught up in a sort of the weight loss mentality. I've I've just got to kind of I've got to be constantly in this cutting phase. I've got to constantly be reducing calories. I mean, there are people out there who who you know might feel like I've got so much weight to lose, and I I've got to have this kind of focus on this. Um, I think it can be difficult to have that just to, to sustain that in terms of. Um, enthusiasm and, and in terms of I think um, diminishing returns I sort of feel like it's good to be able to periodize your sort of training where you can have a period of okay I'm, I'm going to focus on the um, on the weight loss for a while I'm going to really uh, drop drop some calories and kind of focus on trying to maintain some muscle but losing some fat and then I think it'd be good to, have, to then have a shift in terms of well I might uh, move towards more of a um, focus on fitness or a or focus on getting some strength, or or focus on sort of putting on some muscle to kind of um, just to kind of have that variation. I think um, just to kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh, I think to and it, it just get that different. It can kind of reignite your enthusiasm for something. It can kind of just just mix it up physically. Um, and I think just constantly being in a caloric de deficit. I'm not sure your body responds so well to that over over sustained periods. Uh, and I think. We really want to look well. I really want to look, you know, just the shape. Uh, I want to look good aesthetically. I guess some of that is involved dropping some fat, and, and some of that involves like putting on some muscles. So I guess it's important to kind of have those different periods of, of, of the time and training. Um, and some of it is about feeling good. So I think it's good to have that focus on just, uh, you know, fitness and kind of functional movements that can really help. Uh, so. I've been, <laughs> Bit of a roundabout answer, but I guess it's just I, I'm just I guess I'm, a, I'm an advocate of just um, mixing up and 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 sort of periodizing training and and, and having different sort of focus. So I guess um, if you're focusing on dropping some weight, don't be too worried about that your strength has gone down a little bit because you're not training for strength right now. You're training to try and drop some weight. Uh, and if you want to get stronger for a while, and that's the focus, then don't worry too much if you've kind of um, you've added a, a little bit of fat because your your focus is on um, getting stronger and getting big, you know, and that's the focus for that. So uh, it's just helpful, I think, just for just to keep things a bit more interesting, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree, and I see it all the time. I see it all the time, James. People join the challenge; they want everything. <laughs> they want everything right now. They want to be able to, um, you know, have the six pack, build a lot of muscle, be able to run a marathon, touch their toes, um, and then do a handstand as well, and you know, do some CrossFit exercises and thrown in there as well. Like 
and that that's that's that, that's fair it's human you know we want we want all the things all at once right now or well yesterday we wanted it right um but i think when we approach it systematically periodize it and have some specificity saying hey in this six week 12 week six month one year block of exercise i'm going to be focusing on you know this goal which is to build muscle or this goal build strength or or this goal is to lose some weight um when we target and focus on one thing you know we can actually we can actually achieve it if we try to do everything all at once it, it, can, be, it can be really really hard i'm not saying it can't be done but it can be it can be really really hard especially when we're all humans you know we all uh got other responsibilities and, and things in our lives where if we were a full-time athlete and that's the only thing we ever did in our life hey yeah sure maybe you could do a couple of things at once but when you try to throw in you know relationships friends kids work social commitments all the other things it's like whoa hold on like how am i meant to do all these things all at once um and it's totally fine to 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 break it up and i think like yes life's short but it's also long you've got time right you know james you said you're 47 years young like you look like you're in your 20s like you've got time you've got time to try lots of things um you've got time to build muscle you've got time to lose weight and it can all happen if you just be patient with it all uh, but look, James, I want to speak a little bit about advice. So if someone came up to you today, um, they wanted to lose some weight, maybe build some muscle, or maybe they're about to start the next M challenge. What advice would you give that person? I think from a training perspective, uh, I think the basics done well are very effective. Um, I think we can get distracted by all these flash workouts that appear on you know, Instagram and whatever else in terms of you know, really fancy exercises, fancy move to be able to kind of uh, achieve something actually um doing the fundamentals well doing uh doing doing the big list you know just just making sure that you're hitting you know your body parts doesn't have to be some crazy exercise um uh i found it most in terms of my own development um i found it most effective to hit muscle groups twice a week uh, in terms of frequency um and that's that's not doing some crazy um you know, 25 set chest day. Um, I've much preferred, you know, doing several body parts in it. Well, basically, basically the, the, the upper lower split um, and just making sure that you hit things twice a week. Um, for me, I found that kind of most effective um, in terms of developing. You know, you don't have to, uh, I don't know, when you see some people like really smashing out, just, just doing like, like, like an arms day and, and a, you know, kind of the quite early in, uh, uh, um, into training, it's like, you do a massive arm day if you're training six times a week and you're a professional bodybuilder and you're probably enhanced. Um, I don't think doing that many sets for those body parts is particularly helpful. Um, uh, I guess, as we we're thinking about before, just having that perhaps that kind of uh, um, overall outlook in terms of not just trying, you know, maybe looking at things in 12, 12 week blocks, but also in terms of yearly blocks, I think just in terms of, well, this is my focus for now. Uh, and, and just really kind of committing to that. And if it's, and if you're going to pick a program, then okay, this is what I'm doing. I am, I'm committing to this program for this, for this 12 week period. Um, I'm not worrying about kind of, oh, I'm not getting this, or I'm not doing that. This, uh, this is my area of focus. Uh, um, and yeah, I guess you see all this, I don't know, to, linked to that, you'll see all these kind of, I guess, Hollywood workouts, whatever, that were kind of like, oh, this is how so-and-so got in shape. Yeah, this is how Hemworth got in shape for Thor. And they'll kind of show his workout. It's like, well, that's that's how he kind of, uh, that was his periodization workout. That's how he lost his body fat just prior to the thing. 
before that, he lifted heavy for six, seven months to get the muscle. Then he trimmed down. Or the kind of, so don't be too caught up with this, you know, this little snapshot to get these Hollywood ideals or something. Because that's that is a brief snapshot of I guess of what they've done overall. So um, I think if you want to put some on some muscle, do a do a muscle gaining um, do a muscle gaining program as that part of the challenge. If you want to trim up, then do a kind of like a getting lean program and follow the nutrition. That's that's what's happening. Uh, you will probably I guess the target will be to kind of to try and maintain muscle whilst losing fat in those things. It's very hard to, in my opinion, to kind of put on muscle whilst whilst losing body fat. Um, uh, I found it, I found it, it sounds a bit hippie, but I find it a bit easy to kind of tie into to the to the time of year. So, uh, to me, um, it's, it's easy for me to try and focus on losing body fat during summertime when your body, you know, it's it, it's sort of it's 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 hotter. You kind of you feel like eating sort of you know clean, you know it's sort of. Um, you want to look good on the beach, I guess, but also just the weather feels like you don't want to want that extra fat on you. Well, if it's winter, it's a good time to maybe think about putting on some muscle because I guess you kind of your body's kind of wanting to eat more. I think trying to trying to lose fat when your body's telling you, but it's cold. I want to hold on to this fat, you know. Uh, I think a bit of a seasonal approach to whatever training, maybe. But that's sort of that's what um, I guess I found a bit a little bit easier. Uh, from a uh, we've probably spoken um, a fair bit about kind of nutrition advice and stuff. I think um, probably the biggest thing for me is that I do think your body adjusts to the to the nutrition it's been given or or, um, or you're providing it. So for me, there's a bit always a bit of a transition in terms of cutting out sugar and and in terms of like reducing my sugar levels. Um, early in a challenge, I will sort of it's quite difficult and you and you find yourself sort of craving some of the uh the sweeter treats especially if you're training quite hard but to me i think your body adjusts to that and i think when you when you when you, you drop your carbs a little bit those first two three weeks it's quite a transition um then i, th I do think your body adjusts and i think it does get easier um to the point where you don't actually fancy some of the stuff you used to eat like uh you don't fancy those big stuff of chocolate cake it just doesn't doesn't appeal um, so I guess my advice is, is to try and stick with the early part of the challenge, because uh, that is the most difficult, in my opinion, just trying to that, that kind of big adjustment from a, uh, nutrition and, and training. Your body adapts to training. Your body adapts to the changing your nutrition. So it does get it does get easier. Um, and you shouldn't be miserable. Like, I think it's possible to have good changes without being miserable. You know, miserable isn't a prerequisite to, to having a decent physique. I think it's just... Um, that transition initially and then i guess sticking with i guess that sort of a level of commitment that, that uh, you're um comfortable with which yeah and go for those 12 weeks and see how you go so good james that's some that's some awesome advice and i think you really nailed it at that last last point there where doing this thing doing this fitness thing doing this challenge thing losing weight building muscle it doesn't you don't need to be miserable you don't need to have like the the the, the grit and like the you know the hard yards right and I think sometimes we have this internal dialogue where it goes, oh, if it's, if it's easy, I'm not doing enough, right? Where if, it, if I'm not, if my life isn't sucking, then I, you know, I, I'm eating too much or I'm not exercising enough or something like that. When, you know, you can get some really great results by, <laughs> and I'm going to eat my words in a minute, but like 
you can get some really great results by putting the challenge as like a second priority in your in your life, right? Where of course, you know, some some really great results would happen if you make it your first priority, but you know, you still need to do life. You still need to, you know, go do your job or, you know, look after your family or, you know, do things. But if you made it your second priority or even like further down the priority list, you may find that, hey, like, I feel better that I'm not, you know, my life isn't sucking right now. I feel better that I'm not starving all the time. I feel better that I'm not tired all the time. No, I feel better that I'm not just, you know, gritting my teeth and hating my life while I'm doing this thing. And you'll find that you get some really great results like you did, James. And then you might find that it's really easy to maintain afterwards because you go, well, I've, I've created a great set of rules that I can follow. I understand how my body moves, where I can move when I'm not in not in pain, and I can uh, make a meal plan that kind of works for me and my my commitments. While I can still go out for date night with my partner and you know have a burger on the weekend, like these are some really great like framework ideas of how to just structure your life to be in shape all the time. And then then you can double and you go, well, yeah, in the next six twelve months, I want to put on a bit of muscle. Yeah, I might gain a bit of body fat, but I'm okay with that because I know how to control everything else. And after that, you might go, oh, I want to improve my fitness and maybe go and run a marathon or, you know, go try to learn a new skill and practice some, I don't know, jujitsu or something like that. And you can, you can play with your body then and you go, yeah, I can do all these things. So you create this really great framework, which is, I just, I just love to see. So thank you, James. But look, let's wrap it up there, my friend. I want to take a moment to thank you for donating your time to be part of the challenge podcast. I want to thank you on an amazing transformation that you achieved in the October six week challenge. And we're excited to see what you can do in, in the future. And we hope that you come and join us in the challenge to sharpen yourself uh, okay. <laughs> uh, in the future. So thank you, James. Pleasure. Thanks for tuning in guys. If you like the show, share it with a friend or leave us a review on iTunes to spread the good word. See you next time.